0: welcome back to the broken table wrestling podcast uh today is episode eight uh, in this episode we'll be f- talking about uh nxt roadblock so this week tuesday was a different type of nxt uh it was more of a premium live event um to start this one off we had a jailhouse street fight where tony d'angelo defeated Dijak. um it was a really exciting match i like the um the inclusion of Stax Lorenzo uh, kind of saving D'Angelo by letting the cage door uh, jail cell slam shut on him. Um, what did you think of what we saw? I
1: thought this match it was super, super entertaining. Uh, I love both these guys. I love DiJack's return. I, I like how they're using him to his full potential. I love Tony D'Angelo. I, I hope he gets a spot at the main roster. When, when he's all said and done NXT, I, I thought it was a very good match. I, I like these, you know, NXT style gimmick matches with the, the jailhouse and, and closing your opponent in the in the cage. I, I like that a lot. There were some spots where I thought, you know, like Dijak was going to win, but obviously we saw Tony D'Angelo won because Stax saved him once again. I, I think it's a good progression of their, their storyline, you know, the underboss storyline. Um, yeah, I thought I had no problems with this match. That was a great match, good wrestling. Uh, I just I, I guess the only thing that comes to my mind is what's next for Dijak, because, you know, he's been floating around the North American title picture. He lost that at Vengeance Day and, and, and now he's lost to Tony D'Angelo. So I, I wonder what's next for him.
0: Yeah, I think you make an interesting point because, um we, you know, we're not really sure where Dijak goes from here Um, because you said he lost to Wesley at Vengeance Day, and now he lost here, so He's kind of losing more and more angles, but I think he's a good enough talent where he can definitely make his presence felt. Um, I do like Tony D'Angelo a lot. I think Tony D'Angelo is one of the most solid people on the roster. Um, I like what you said with the storyline with Saks. So I do think that was really good. The match was good. It was fun. Um, And, you know, I don't really know where we're going to see either of these guys go, maybe back to the North American title picture or we could see an uh, upgrade to uh, the main roster coming soon, but it'll be definitely interesting to uh, c- continue to watch these two unfold. Uh, following this, uh, Gallus came out to the ring to who was confronted by pretty deadly. Um, this is almost definitely setting up for a stand and deliver title match uh, between these two um, in a good Good war words. I really like Pretty Deadly. I think they're a, a really solid tag team. I think they're good wrestlers and they're good on the mic. Um, so I think they're really interesting to watch. Uh, what were your thoughts on this confrontation here? Yeah, I mean,
1: I'm all for it. I like the Gallus boys. I think they're very entertaining wrestlers. I like their whole, you know, aura about them coming from Scotland. Uh, Pretty Deadly, I love too. When I started watching NXT, I know they were the tag team champions and I, and I, I loved their, the rest of their run that I got to witness. Uh, I, I think this can be a really good match. Um, very excited. It's going to be a good, you know, mid-card match for Stand and Deliver. Um, their feud has been it has been pretty good so far, pretty entertaining and pre- pretty funny. So, can't wait to see how this goes. Uh, I, I guess the only thing that I, I'm thinking about is assuming Gallus does win and, you know, that, that kind of buries the pretty deadly out of the title picture. D- do they go to the main roster or are they still going to stay in NXT?
0: Yeah, I think that's definitely good. So, you're almost kind of thinking, like, what do you want because if gallus wins you're right pretty deadly would have lost again in the title for a title fight and um it's like okay they're gonna be buried like they don't have any more chances left so do you bring them to the main roster who kind of desperately needs another tag team that's you know good and watchable or do you have them you know continue to build their way up as a tag team because it's really tough to see them as solo competitors so I think it, it'll be interesting. But like you said, I do like the Gallus boys. I think they're really cool. Um, So I'm excited to hopefully see that match with Sandy deliver. And, you know, I guess I, I hope they're pretty deadly walks out with it. Um, After the confrontation, Braun Breaker uh, and the Kree brothers came to the ring. Uh, They defeated Indus Sheer in a six-man tag team match. So the NXT championship was not defended here at Roadblock, which was an interesting booking decision. But I think if they still had a six-man tag team like this, the Creed brothers are very solid. I think Indashir is very solid outside. I'd Maybe not Veer and Singh or whatever the hell the other one's name is, but I would like Jinder Mahal. I've always liked Jinder Mahal. And then Braun Breaker was really good too. So, you know, and Braun Breaker and the Creed brothers showed a lot of good chemistry in picking up their victory. Um, so I think this was interesting. Um, what were your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I thought this was a very fun match. Obviously, it wasn't a five-star wrestling classic, but... I, I love I love the Creed brothers I I love I love their wrestling I love everyone loves I was saving on was Run Breaker I li- like I don't like Indi Sheer as much as I thought I would I I like like you said I love Jinder Mahal and I actually do love Veer Mahan I feel like he should have stayed up at the main roster but that was the one thing Triple H did that I really didn't agree with but um yeah Sangha I don't really know how I feel about him I I don't really like this this little faction I think they could all benefit better on their own but. I, I, I wouldn't know how to book them from here out to Stand and Deliver. So yeah, it was a it was a fun match. The wrestling was was pretty good. So it was good to see Braun Breaker wrestle on television, but I'm assuming they didn't make him uh defend his title because you know Stand and Deliver is just weeks away. So I I understand that booking decision, but this was a fun alternative to that.
0: Yeah, I definitely was, like you said, a fun alternative and yeah, maybe Veer and uh Sanger better off. Kind of singles, and then gender as a singles guy still, but I think for what it was, a six-man tag team match was really interesting to watch, and I like the Creed brothers. I think the Creed brothers deserve to be in the title picture once again. Um, I think they're really good. So yeah, it was fun. It was doable. Um, I, it was something I enjoyed. Uh, heading into probably the biggest thing of the night, I would assume, uh, was the Grace Waller effect. So this is the podcast TV show run by grayson waller and his guest was nxt creator producer sean michaels um in a great war of words really sean michaels was great on the mic for the age that he is and of course you know grayson Waller was going to deliver on the mic um grayson waller offered a match to sean and sean declined and said i got somebody else who wants to fight you and then your guy like the guy you always want to see johnny gargano comes out Uh, Remember that storyline is like that 15 15 months ago, he like Grace Waller took Johnny Gargano out to end his NXT career. So I think this was a super good booking decision. Johnny Gargano, we've talked about it, had no real path to WrestleMania. And now he has a path to, yeah, not WrestleMania, but he's still at WrestleMania weekend. He's still getting a high profile match.
1: Yeah, I think this was the best decision considering Triple H stated, vocally stated that he wanted to shorten the WrestleMania card. Not have and because everyone realistically everyone shouldn't have a WrestleMania moment because you have to deserve a WrestleMania moment, correct? So, I think this was the best decision to make. Uh, and it just shows the long term storytelling and how it all comes full circle. And, and I like that idea. I was freaking out when I heard his entrance. I think it's going to be a killer match. Um, like you said, Sean is really good in the mic. He he still has it on the mic, which is good to know if he ever needs to come out and and cut a promo on someone. Um, the segment was great. Johnny Gargano the. The look in his eyes when he came down to the ring was just immaculate. I, it just really builds up this feud uh, for, for the next couple of weeks until Stan and Deliver. And uh, we, we said it. We said it on our, a couple NXT podcasts ago, maybe two podcasts ago. Um, And, and we said that Sean's going to have to bring in, you know, possibly a, a main roster talent to, to defeat and kick Grisham Waller's ass. And that's exactly what he did. And not only did he bring in a main roster talent, he brought in a main roster talent that has history with Grisham Waller. So that, that makes this match so much more interesting. And, and I feel like this is a perfect way to use Johnny Gargano if you're not going to use him on the WrestleMania card.
0: Yeah, totally, totally agree. Because now you have a good talent in Johnny Gargano, a good talent in Grace Swan. You're going to see a good match. Because like you said, like Johnny Gargano, there wasn't a spot for him on the main card. Um, But it's just, it, it's going to be so much better because now he's still there. He's still at WrestleMania weekend and he's still going to have a storyline match with a good talent like Grayson Waller. Following uh, the Great Smaller effect, uh, we saw the Tosk attraction match. So that was uh, Gigi Dolan defeating JC Jane. Um, I didn't really care for this match too much. I thought this match had a lot more potential than it kind of showed out to be. I felt like it was a little quick um, and the way it ended was a little little, little funky. Um, I do like the storyline. I do think they're better together. So I think that eventually we need to get back to the time when those two are together. I think one, it gives you another tag team to either push to the main roster and fight for the titles or one to fight for the NXT women's titles because if you want to have women's tag belts, you have to keep tag teams together because there's only so many that are tolerable and you be able to book like that. So I do think I want to see Gigi and JC get back together eventually. But as for this match, I just thought it was very eh, um, but I do really like this storyline.
1: Yeah, I see where you're coming from. I thought it was fine for a TV match, but... Again, the ending was weird. It ended. In, it didn't end in that, you know, disqualification or that that unclean finish you thought it would. Because obviously, let, let's be real. This isn't the last time they're going to face each other. There's probably going to be a big match, possibly an extreme rules match or something along those lines at standing and, de- stand and deliver. So they had they they had to make this match a little less intense, considering they're probably going to face off at standing deliver. However, I would have ended this match in in a, a very dirty finish or an unclean finish that doesn't Crown a, a, a determinant winner because if I'm not mistaken, Gigi Dolan won this match clean. So that puts her over. So then if you have a, a big extreme rules match and you have JC Jane win, that's that's one and one. You know, they're owed a third match. That's why you need to have this match be an unclean win. So you can further that storyline and and just increase the build to stand and deliver. But you know, as long as they they build it up for the next couple of weeks, which they tend to do right then it should lead into a very good match at Sten and Deliver, despite this match being a little iffy with the finish. But uh, overall, I thought it was a fine match. You know, th- these two women know how to wrestle. So not not too upset about this, as long as they build it up correctly for Sten Deliver.
0: Yeah, I, I think on these feuds like that, it's so hard because you want to build it up correctly. And you have to, it has to be done the right way, or it's just going to flop. And you can't let these kind of feuds flop. Um, But yeah... I mean, not much else to say on that. Like again, like you said, stand and deliver. We're definitely gonna see one at stand and deliver, um, and then we're just gonna go from from there. Um, Braun Breaker then made his way back out to the ring. Um, he said, "Enough's enough," and he confronted Carmelo Hayes. So they were in the ring uh, where they made official that for the NXT Championship at Stand and Deliver, it'll be Braun Breaker versus.
1: Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, again, I talk about this every week. This match is super, super exciting to me. This is the marquee match for Stand and Deliver, and and I couldn't tell you who's gonna win, because you could, you could have an argument for both guys to win and the other one to go to the main roster. So, uh, this was a very good promo. It was a respectful yet competitive promo. You know, there was no animosity, but Melo always, always the one to say, you know, he's him. He's the guy to take this title, and and, and he's unbeatable. And when, when he shoots, he doesn't miss. So, very excited. I'm I'm glad they didn't go a whole roadblock without some sort of face to face, some sort of promo with Breaker and Mello. Um, I'm excited to see what happens on this on this night's episode of um, NXT tonight, uh, March 14th. So, yeah, we we'll just we gotta see what happens. Play it by Eric. I'm just itching to see that stand and deliver match, honestly.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a really, really, really interesting match. Um, again, those are the top two talents in NXT for sure. So I think to put them together for the title. Um, again, I do think that Carmelo Hayes walks out with it just because I'm thinking of main roster. I think Braun Breaker is more ready for the main roster than Carmelo Hayes. Um, so I think if Braun Breaker loses the title to Carmelo Hayes, Carmelo Hayes begins his run, Braun Breaker goes up and it's just you now Carmelo Hayes is the new era of NXT. So I think that would be a really good twist on what we've currently been seeing at NXT um and then we had my guy Andre Chase he lost again can't keep losing he's good enough not not to lose but he did lose to Joe Gacy of Schism um so I think I'm not really sure but Stand and Deliver kind of feels like we're gonna see a six-person tag team match I'm not really sure if Ava and Thea Hale are getting in the ring um but at the least I think we're gonna see Schism and Chase U in a battle at Stand and Deliver uh Joe Gacy uh did pick up a win uh, the biggest storyline of this is Thea Hales telling Ava that uh, she she doesn't she's not scared of her anymore. So really proud of Thea for growing up, but uh, it, it cost them the match. And of course, Duke Hudson did not react kindly to that. So, what are your thoughts with not so much schism because they look really strong, really together, but Chase U because obviously something is boiling here.
1: I'm gonna make my call right now. Um, stand and deliver is gonna be the the event where Duke Hudson turns on Chase U. And then you could have that storyline going for the next two to three months-ish after that. But um, um, Duke Hudson is, is a bomb about to explode. He's, he's had it. He's gonna turn on Chase Yu at and deliver if, if they were to have a match. But I thought this, this singles match was really good. I love Joe Gacy's wrestling. I love Andre Chase's wrestling. Um, I'm glad they gave Joe Gacy to win because that, that furthers the Duke Hudson heel turn storyline. Because if you were to have Andre Chase win, as, as much as I love Andre Chase, um, then there's nothing for New Custom to be mad at, right? So this is a very good decision, very good storyline. It just builds up both factions, and, and I think you know when the time comes, both of these factions will be ready for a main roster debut and and some sort of you know gimmick or some sort of storyline on the main roster. So very excited for the for the rest of this feud. Looks like it's going to be Stand and Deliver that's going to put the pin in it, and hopefully. Uh, we get a heel, a Duke Hudson heel turn, which will keep Chase you busy for the next two to three months.
0: Yeah, hopefully hopefully we do get that. And I think Andre Chase and Duke Hudson can put together a really good feud. Um, it put D Hale in kind of the weird situation. I, mean, I think it might be good for her too, but I think she's getting closer and closer to wanting to be into the ring. Um, our main event, the NXT women's title was on the line, Roxanne Perez against Mako Satamora in a match that I thought Overdid itself. Um, I thought it was, a again, we talked about Roxanne's match at Vengeance Day and how she really needed a good match at Roadblock. Um, assuming she'd also defended sand deliver. she needed need that good middle match to kind of keep her fresh in everybody's mind. And that definitely delivered a lot of credit to Miko Satomura for what she did in the match. Roxanne Perez did win uh, retaining her NXT Women's title. The biggest storyline is what happened at the end. Um, it looked like a few of those kicks from Miko Satomura really got to Roxanne Perez's head. Um, she collapsed. Um, I Again, we never saw the X go up. So this does feel like an injury angle. Um, it's just a weird way for an injury angle to look like. Um, after you win a big title match like that, why is she collapsing? I know the comparison is to what Shawn Michaels said in 95. Um, but it's like, she just won a big match and now you're going to collapse. Like, what is that angle really going to look like towards Sans and deliver?
1: I really couldn't tell you. I, I'm I'm on board with you. I thought it was such a weird angle. And and I, I was just looking confusedly at, at the TV screen. But in terms of the match, it was a very, very good match. I, I think she needed this match after Vengeance Day. As as much as it pains me to say, I, I was very worried after Vengeance Day. And I was thinking to myself, is, is this what her title reign is going to be like? A bunch of, you know, like two-star matches that aren't very interesting. But no, this match was very good. The build-up was good. You know, she solidified herself as the NXT Women's Champion, as a 22-year-old girl beating a Japanese legend in Mako Satamura and I thought both wrestlers did very, very good in this match, some very good in-ring work, very good technical work. And I thought it was a very good match. But uh, that angle afterwards was was very, very weird. And we're gonna find out tonight on NXT what they're doing. And and I, I guess the options that that go in my head are, you know, is she is she gonna be out for stand and deliver? Or is she going to come back the week before and say, I'm going to wrestle it to to our surprise? Or are they going to vacate the title, you know, and have her go on the main roster in a couple months and then give the title to someone else, which I I would not agree with. And I guess the third option is you just, she comes back tonight and you kind of overlook that whole severe injury concussion angle. But I really don't know. I hope they don't vacate the title because they, they easily could at this position. But, you know, two defenses in and one of them being, lackluster I don't think it's time to, to, to do anything like that right now
0: yeah I definitely agree I think as good as Roxanne is I don't think the main roster is there for her as of right now I think she still has a little bit left to do in NXT in terms of defending her women's title um I really hope they don't vacate the angle but you're right this angle is so weird um because it's just like why um you under you get that like there's so many now things you can do and it's just like, it's really confusing because you want, if you want to continue to concussion that's fine. If you can vacate the title, you can have her shock us and come back a week before Sam deliver and fight Tiffany Stratton. But it, there's so many options now. And it's like, now you put yourself in a bad situation because it's like, you have to get this one right. Like, and if it's wrong, you're going to ruin the NXT women's title for a while. So I think you have to get this one right if you're Shawn Michaels, if you're WWE.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I- and overall, I thought this was a very good. Um, I don't want to say premium live event because it was on television, but it acted like a premium live event. I thought it was a very good. Uh, night of matches, promos, all of the above. Very very strong for NXT. Obviously, people are, aren't really on board with this new NXT because they got to witness the legendary NXT Black and Gold. But I th- I think for what it's doing right now, it's it's very good wrestling, very good promos these are very very skilled athletes and and i don't think that anyone should overlook nxt right now and uh, it was a very fun night to watch and i can't wait can't wait for the build-up to stand and deliver
0: yeah absolutely totally totally agree um that will in fact wrap up episode eight of the broken table wrestling podcast um make sure to follow our twitter at table wrestling our instagram is broken table insta um if you liked what you heard today Please download the episode and follow the podcast. We come out with weekly episodes covering Raw SmackDown, and of course NXT. Uh, NXT tonight, March fourteenth. We might we will be providing some updates on our Twitter, uh, talking about the show. Uh, make sure to tune into that. Um, nothing else from me. Um, have a good one, everybody. Thank you for listening. <laughs>